0: I have younger kids and we'll go to these activities and they want the candy and they want the pizza and they want to play the games. And I'm like, we're here to work. So I literally do not let my kids eat. I do not let them participate in the activities because we're there serving and working. They're shaking like, I can't have the cookies and the pizza. And I'm like, no, because it's for them. Like they don't get this.
1: Are you looking for real life, tried and true tips and tricks to help with all the nitty gritty stuff of mom life? Well, this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Mom Force. Did you guys know that today, December 3rd, is Giving Tuesday? It is a special movement that kicks off the charitable season following the craziness of Black Friday and Cyber Monday. And I am so excited to celebrate Giving Tuesday with my friend, Kristen Andrus. Hello, Kristen. Hi,
0: I'm so happy to be here on Giving Tuesday.
1: Well, Kristen, there's something that I've noticed in our MomForce Facebook group, especially this time of year around the holidays, where moms are looking for meaningful opportunities for their families to serve in their communities and experience the joy that comes from helping others. I thought you would be a good person (laughs) to help us think about ways that we can do this with our family because
0: you have deliberately created a culture in your family of service and of giving. We definitely have. You have to be thoughtful about it. You have to think about it. But like anything, once you get the ball rolling, it just becomes part of who you are and who your family is. It
1: is definitely part of who you are and who the Andrews family is. And before we dig into that, I just want to tell our listeners a little bit more about you. You might already follow her on Instagram. She has a very fun Instagram page. But I first met Kristen years ago when you started dating our friend Jeremy. (laughs) Her husband, Jeremy, is good friends of Nate's and mine from college. And actually, they kicked off their entrepreneurial journeys installing peepholes in
0: in people's
1: (laughs) stores. You remember that? Yes.
0: For $20. you could get a peephole installed. Yeah, they had a lot of different fun things. I could, I'll call them fun, meaning yeah. not very successful, <laughs> exactly. And now they're now things are going much better, much right?
1: better. Well, Jeremy is currently the CEO of Traeger Grills, and if you have a Traeger grill, you definitely should be following Kristen because she posts all kinds of amazing things that you could do with your Traeger. And if you don't have a Traeger, you should get one because Absolutely. they're amazing. But Kristen is. Not only the better half of Jeremy, thank you, but she's also so many other things. Kristen is the hostess with the mostest, the ultimate party girl.
0: <laughs> I do love to throw parties. Well, and
1: you're so generous sharing all of your recipes and entertaining yeah. tips. Um, you're also exercise maniac. I think that's what's <laughs> in your profile—a <laughs>
0: workout queen. <laughs> I just got done with a new workout this morning. Yeah, so many of us can't hit the gym. We have 30 minutes in the morning. Our kids are still in bed, or our kids are, you know, out eating snacks, watching a show, and you're like, I have 30 minutes for me to try to get some strength, to try to get some endorphins going. So yeah, I'm a huge proponent of exercise.
1: And she's made her workouts super accessible on YouTube and on your Instagram. Um, she's also the mother of six, though. So Ooh,
0: <laughs> sounds like a lot of. If events. anyone knows how what overwhelm feels like. Okay, so I have um, twin boys, the loves of my life. They're three. Big, big surprise at the end, but the best thing that could have ever happened to us. And then I have four girls that are 11, 9, 7, and 5. So they keep us hustling and bustling. And uh, it's a ton of fun. As you know, Vanessa's like one of my mentors. I look to her and just go, how did you have one more? <laughs> but it's, it couldn't be better, right? Couldn't it's be so more fun, fun and crazy. I love the crazy but you are also
1: super deliberate about things you do in your family. And you call yourself the chief culture officer of your family, <laughs> which I love. Yeah, That's so great. Yeah. And and I love how you have developed this culture of service.
0: I think, you know, to be to be honest with you, the more success we've had, the more important it's become. And so it's how do I keep my kids grounded? How do I keep myself and my husband grounded? What do we do to purposely be humble and be grateful. And I think in this world, it's so easy to have things spiral out of control in a good way or in a negative way. And so uh, we sold a large part of Traeger and I thought, what can we do today to like, mark this day? And we went to the shelter and we brought food and I don't cry about it, but that's what that day was about. It wasn't about this big exit we had. It was what can we do to like keep our feet on the ground and like go and help because that's what it's all about. And when you say we, that you, Jeremy, and, and all and the, the children. kids, all the kids, yeah. It, and and I think when they think about that day, that's those are the pictures we have. It's not about anything else, but it's always getting my kids involved um, is so important to me because you know we talk about entitlement, but I want them to be humble. I want them to understand that these are blessings. These are ways that we can now do more good. Uh, We have this funny thing in our family. Our friend um, told us this and we have taken it on like by storm. We're like, this is our home and these are our cars, our furniture. It is our food and you are welcome because you are a child to come and stay and we'll love you. And when you're 18, you get to go do it. This big home is not yours. These cars are not yours. You get to then go do it yourself and see what it is. So by all means, stay and enjoy. And, but it's actually not yours, it's ours. And you get to go prove yourself and earn it. And I love that thought because the kids don't feel entitled yeah. when it's like, oh, this is what my mom and dad did. Now, what do I get to go do? That's so great. That reminded me, we did get a question on our
1: Mom Force Facebook group. This is from Nikki, and she says, Give me your best ideas to teach gratitude and service to your children. We have hit an entitlement wall with our seven-year-old, and I am one foot away from taking everything away but
0: her mattress. Help me before I do something drastic. Okay? (laughs) I I felt that. that. Right. You know, I think we we do have this culture of giving, and so I always have something on the calendar that we're doing. If I don't have some type of service or giving – I immediately will get something on the calendar. But one thing is is going and doing the service, getting your hands dirty. I, I have this thing that we talk about in my family where the Andresses pick up garbage. It's easy to be at the face paint station and it's easy to decorate pumpkins when you're helping less fortunate kids or refugee children. But who stays at the end and picks up garbage? The Andresses do. And that's what I think builds a character, builds the lack of entitlement, when even these kids that are at these events aren't picking up garbage, but we're going to stay and pick up garbage. And guess what? We're going to come back and we're going to do it again. Often when we drive away from these events, we're helping the less fortunate these different people. I remind them that we get to drive away and go home and they don't. They're staying here in the same situation over and over. And then I love when we come back and I'm like, guys, these kids are still here. They're still living this day to day. And we drive away again and then we come back. And I think that's where like the power is. It's not that one little token giving or service opportunity. It's ongoing and it's coming back and coming back. We're building relationships. We're building intimate connections, not just checking that box of we went and did the pumpkins and we get to leave and go to McDonald's now. So it's not one and
1: done. It is just knit into who you are. This Absolutely. Is, this is how the Andresses are. This is
0: what they do. Right. I think it helps them when they go home, there's still a piece of those kids that are with them. Not that that's going to completely erase the entitlement, but I think it helps. So you said that you always have something on the calendar. Like what cadence is that? Once you a know, month or? Yeah. So, you know, if if I'm just starting out, it's probably more like once a month. Lately, we it's been a lot. I think as the holidays come, more opportunities come, and I think the more we're involved, the more we're seen and we're asked. So, I do have to say that I'm not at the quilters, you know, service project. I'm not you don't out, quilt? I don't quilt. <laughs> I'm not out helping rescue pets. So, when we serve, we serve in our language of love. We serve with children, we serve with food, we serve with activities that my kids can be a part of. And so once I see those, I interact with them. I start emailing. I want to get on the email list. I want to be on their social media. Tonight is a perfect example. It was, hey, this company dropped out doing a, a, a service project. Can anybody come and help? It's not convenient for me. My kids are in different stuff. But I thought that's when we have to be there. Yeah. Is No one's there for these kids. And that's when we have to like cancel our stuff. And we're going to show up and it's going to be cold and it's going to be uncomfortable. But as I tease with my kids, like, I love when you suffer and we're serving. I love when it's cold. It kind of needs to be hard to really make a mark on them. Sometimes it's fun. On Saturday, we went to this awesome activity. It was super fun. It wasn't that big of a sacrifice for my kids tonight is going to be outside. It's going to be chilly. It's going to be a little bit longer than they probably want. And that's when I think character is built. And that's when humility comes in. We get to go home in the warm beds. These kids are still outside. They are still walking home.
1: So for moms that want to identify opportunities, your first tip would be to figure out what your love language is. What what are you passionate about? Mm
0: -hmm. And then just start Googling that—that's a great place to start. JustServe.org has awesome opportunities. We are coming upon the perfect time for you to get started. So right now, you are going to hear about charities in your school, in your church, through your neighborhood, through friends. I literally want you to take a list, write it down in your phone, in your notes, or in a piece of paper, and write down every charity that you see come through your kids, through your school, through your friends. Write them down because everyone, especially on Giving Tuesday, is so excited to serve right now. But I tell you, January 5th and January 10th and February 15th and March 15th, these people still need love. They still need help. They need you actually more than ever because everyone's going to be helping over the next couple months. So get on JustServe.org. When we travel, we'll take one day and serve. I literally get on Google Mexico orphanages or Prague, wherever you're going, you can look up charities. What What is your interest? Food banks, soup kitchens. You have to put in a little bit of legwork. I think often people want service handed there you to go. Them. Be there you at have five. have this wonderful opportunity exactly. for Exactly. And I, I actually try to do that a lot for people so that they think they get the bug. So they start getting like, that was really cool. I could go back. So yeah, get on Google get on justserve.org, start keeping a list truly. And then I challenge you to go back in January and go back at that list in February. So there's lots of, of different ways to find it like that. And then just keep your eyes and ears open. You know, I love Melinda Gates has this quote. She says, philanthropy is not about money. It is about using whatever resources you have at your fingertips and applying them to improve the world. And so I think often people feel like they need to give hundreds of dollars or they need to give all of their time and it can be overwhelming. But I would say give $5 to a charity that you see, that you love, $5. Get on their newsletter, get on their email list, get on their social media and have you and your family follow them. Follow what's happening. Read their stories on Sundays. Maybe during dinner, say, hey, I got this email. Look what's happening with this charity that we're following in, all you've given is $5, but you're you're invested. Nate and I, as we've donated to different charitable causes,
1: I, I know we feel good about it, but then we never talk about it with our kids. So they don't know that we're supporting this yeah. educational program in Madagascar yeah. because we forgot about that important part of it. But there's also something about giving of your time and putting your hands on something that is, for me, more meaningful than just writing a check or sending Absolutely. money. I mean, money is often such a great way to help, especially overseas. But there's something about being there. Yeah. Like I just read something amazing, a neighborhood got together and they totally redecorated this youth shelter. And I mean, was like in tears reading about this, but it also felt so overwhelming. What a huge organizational project. Right. What are some small and simple ways that families can
0: give of their time? I think that's great. And I think you have to serve in what works in your season of life. A lot of my followers on Instagram have younger kids. And so for them to get out to the homeless shelter or to be at primary children's hospital serving meals just doesn't, doesn't connect with them. Cause they're like, how do I even do that? I can't afford the babysitter. So serve in, in what works in your season of life, serve locally, the single mom in your neighborhood. I'd like tell people now that I used to say, can I do this for you? They always are going to say no. So I say, Hey, I'm going to bring you dinner at six. On Friday, I'm taking your kids from 9.30 to 12.30. Like I just tell them, I don't ask. I just tell them what I'm doing. And that's serving locally. It's serving my neighbors. It's serving people that honestly is sometimes harder to do that than to show up at the event and then drive home. And you're like, check the box. There's a a leader in the um, LDS church that was taught. They were talking about all these grand service ideas. And she said, do you know what is the most important? important thing you can do, the most important service in the world you could ever do. And I'm like, because oh, this is what I do. And she's like, minister to your sisters, serve the sisters in your neighborhood. If you're to do one thing, that is what you do. And I think I have all these people in my neighborhood, men and women and families, single moms, adopt a grandma, go have, You've done that. Yeah. Yeah. We've done that. She's our German cute grandma. And- It's such a win-win because she loves it and it's so good for us. And I have to be honest, it's become more service than it used to be. It used to be easy. Now we don't live in the same neighborhood. But it's something that's important that we continue to show up. And it's that ongoing relationship for your kids that's Mm -hmm. just, it's woven in. And it's more intimate. We have, sometimes we'll have, um, we'll get to know different refugee families and we have them to dinner. And I actually think having them in our home, sharing food with them, talking to them face-to-face across the table is one of the biggest impacts I can have on my kids more than anything. Because it's nice to go to a certain place, you meet, and then you go home. But to have them into your home, you'll always remember them. You now have this intimate connection um, sitting across the table from someone and sharing a meal with them. Yeah.
1: Nate and I sometimes talk about safe love. You want to love from a distance because we already have so much going on right here. But you're such a great example of... Welcome. Welcome come sit with us, join us. And what a blessing that is for your family. Thank
0: you. I try. And that's just who I am. Maybe that's not your thing, you know? So that's what you have to figure out what speaks to you and what's comfortable to you, but also breaking out of that comfort zone. You know, I think, yeah, we can show up and do things that are comfortable, but then pushing a little bit and then pushing a little bit more. And maybe you hate having people over to dinner because you're a horrible cook, but maybe just do it once. You know, just push that boundary a little bit, especially when you're talking about connecting with people. And I think you'll start to get more comfortable with it. It's kind of neat to do that. Well, you
1: mentioned about how this time of year, everyone is looking for opportunities to serve. It's just, it's this season, right? Yes. And there are quite a few people that have posted in our Mom Force Facebook group asking, you know, what can I do? For example, Lindsay, this is what she says What are some of your family traditions for service during the holiday season. I just love this time of year and really want to emphasize to my kids what it's all about and instill in them a love to serve others. So I'm wondering if for your family, is there something different or special that you do at Christmas time?
0: You know, I'm like one of those ones that won't buy a thing at the Nordstrom sale because it's the Nordstrom sale. (laughs) And I feel like that's how I am with like serving during the holidays. I kind of keep doing my thing because everyone's doing it now. I think one of my, we don't really do gifts in my house, but one thing I'm going to do is I'm giving you the gift of service. I'm giving you that gift in your life every month for the next year. So like, how cool would that be as a mom and dad? That's a gift this year. This Christmas is the gift of service one time a month. Maybe it's stopping by a grandma's house. Maybe it's whatever it may be for you. But I think that, that to me is my, the biggest gift I can give my kids is ongoing service opportunities. But I really feel like through your school, through your churches, through everything, you're going to see so many different opportunities. There may be something uh, that you want to dig deeper in. So maybe I'd say instead of giving $5 to each charity and not getting your hands dirty, meaning not mm-hmm. showing up to the place, wrapping the presents, maybe choose one. Because when you're when you're kind of on the surface of all of them, it may not touch your heart as much. So maybe find one. That is something that you can include your kids in. You can show up and you can show up for three Saturdays and you can go and you could even clean up after
1: who's going to say who who
0: volunteers for that. Right. (laughs) But that like, how impactful is that for your kids? I also find that when you go to things with your kids, they're so, and we talked about the entitlement, they're so used to getting what they want when they want. And so I have younger kids and we'll go to these activities and they want the candy and they want the pizza and they want to play the games. And I'm like, We're here to work. so I literally do not let my kids eat. I do not let them participate in the activities because we're there serving and working. They're shaking like, I can't have the cookies and the pizza. And I'm like, no, because it's for them. Like they don't get this. Like kind of having your kids really push themselves in this funny way of not being the first in line to get food and not being the first in line to play the games and holding back and saying, that's not what we're doing today. That during the holidays, what a gift, right? So I think maybe digging deeper. I would say, find one cause that your school talks about and say, I'm going to call them. I'm going to get online. I'm going to email them. We're going to go down there. And we're not going down there once. We're going to go down there a couple times during yeah. the holidays. So do your kids push back at all? Like when you say, nope, we're not having the
1: pizza and aren't playing the games, don't have the candy. Does anyone give you a hard time? Or- so
0: they did. Um, my five-year-old does. My little girl, for sure. And I have to say, I don't always bring the boys. They, they can just like create so much chaos That I don't want to make it harder for the people putting on these different things that we're doing. We went and did a food pantry. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, my boys will be throwing the cans over. So I will say, I don't bring my three year olds to a lot of these things. My five year old, yeah. Oh, yeah. But my five year old I bring, oh, she can't. I want the balloon. I want the balloon. I mean, she cannot imagine that she can't get in line to get a cool balloon. But this is like, there's actually a purpose behind the no. And it's like, look at all these kids and they get balloons. They never get balloons and you do. And so this is so neat that they get to do it. So it's over and over reminding them because yeah, they do care. My 11 and nine are awesome. And I will say, because we've been doing it now for a while, it's just kind of like you said, what we do. Mm -hmm. And so it's not asked on the older ones, the younger ones for sure. So
1: I I know that in any company, if you want a strong and distinct culture, you just have to communicate it over and over again and just keep putting it out there and showing it and highlighting it. And that is what you're doing on a regular basis. And I love what you say about you serve now, serve at the holidays because it does feel good, Yeah. but then make a commitment to do it every month in the future. That is what I'm giving my kids. I started planning out our plans for the rest of the year and holiday and I'm like okay well we got to get into soup kitchen and we got to find a nursing home to sing at and we've got because I want to do this I want to do the, yeah. do the service right. but then I'm like oh but I haven't done hardly anything this whole right. year. That's but, okay. So I'm going to give my kids the invitation to join me at the soup kitchen
0: and then their gift is going to be we're going to do something every month. And for so many of these places you can actually get that on the calendar now. If you go do dinner at Primary Children's the local hospital for us you can absolutely sign up three months from now. So just having that on the calendar, scheduled, it's on yeah. your family calendar. Everybody knows about it. That is super helpful. And you want it to be a, a positive. It has to be oh. on my calendar or it doesn't get done. Everything oh, has to be on the calendar. Too.
1: So this is one of those things that we can plan ahead. Absolutely. Another thing around Christmas time and this it wasn't like this in my other neighborhoods, but now that we live in Utah, neighbor
0: gifts. Oh goodness.
1: Okay. So and we got <laughs> to is something I do not
0: do because I'm like
1: well, I would love to get your take on this. And when I read this question in the Mom Force Facebook group, I knew I had to ask you this because it's been something that's been kind of stirring in my mind. Because the way it works in our neighborhood is you give a little gift to everyone, yep. literally everyone in your neighborhood and the neighborhood across the golf course, because they all go to school with your kids. Right. Anyway, this is what Kara says. In my old neighborhood, instead of neighbor gifts for Christmas, we donated the money that we would have spent on neighbor gifts to a family that was going through financial hardship due to medical issues. We raised over $2,000 for a family one year. My question is, how do I start this in my current neighborhood? I don't want to tell people what to spend their money on. And I personally feel like neighbor gifts are kind of a waste of money and time. It gets to be so many treats that some get thrown away. I feel like a charity donation would be a much better way to spend that money. Should I stay out of it and remain with the status quo
0: or what should I do? That is a great question. Do not stay with the status I quo. <laughs> I agree, girl. But I... No, easier said than done, yeah. right? So my suggestion, you never would tell people what to do. Uh, if it were me, I would say, hey, guys, to my close friends, this is what I'm doing. It's what you're doing. Nobody else has to do it. Does anybody want to do it with me or just do it on your own and drop off a little note that your kids wrote, which would be so cute, right? Yeah. I'd say start. You just start small. Do it. You don't even have to mention it to your friends. But once they see it, and I probably would just because I'm kind of a, a talker, but say, hey, who or send out a group text and say, hey, anybody interested in doing this? I actually think everyone will clamor to it. We had a woman in my first neighborhood when we were first married that said, this is what I'm doing. And all of us went, thank you. And it's never, it's did never people, changed. Did people give gifts people still did. anyway? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like that for some people, that is their love language. I they was love just to say, do that. It's actually about them when they're giving the yeah. gift, not about you. Right. And I think just start, start doing it yourself and people will follow. Well, it is contagious.
1: And I think that people are drawn to you because you You just exemplify that so and you have so much excitement and enthusiasm. And we can see the joy that comes to you and your family by getting involved in this way.
0: For sure. Thank you. I I don't know if you know Jen Hatmaker. She is that author. Oh, 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 she's amazing. And I was listening, I do all my I do all audiobooks, and I was listening the other day, and she had this monologue in her of mess and mopsy book. And it was like, how Can I care about the homeless and suicide and at the same time care so much about my next beach vacation? And she goes and she does this thing like, how can there be so much hurt and hunger in the world? And I still care about lunch with my girlfriends and the way she said it, because there's so much out there where you can feel like nothing I'm going to do is make a difference. And it does. And you can care. She says, I can care about both within the same hour with the same amount of passion And to me, it gave me this great acceptance of, I can too care about vacationing with my family and about going to the homeless shelter. And I can care about the single mom in my neighborhood and also care about lunch with all of my girlfriends and being extravagant. That's okay. And she says something like, God doesn't always want us to be the giver. He also wants us to receive. And I just think there is this like balance in life. And this is a way to balance it out. People talk about balance, right? Right balance and, and taking and consuming, but then giving, it just helps that equilibrium, I think, in your heart and in your family. So you can do both. Anyways, I, I found that so interesting. It was the first time that anyone has said out loud what I struggle with almost daily in my life.
1: Yeah. You posted that on your Instagram. And when I read that, I oh. it really resonated with me too, because it is easy to get overwhelmed, especially as you do research and you see all of the need that is out there. And the mm-hmm. more you look, the more... You, oh. It's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I love how you you do like to go on a trip. <laughs> <Not> that <laughs> girls trip, I'm family saying. trips, yeah. you and Jeremy
0: have a way of getting on. And, and so it's like, it's should I feel guilty about that? And I'm like, that that quote honestly yeah. helped me be like, I can do both. Yep. Yeah. And you often
1: do both at the same time. I, do. I love how when you take your family yeah. on trips, you do yeah. spend one day serving
0: wherever you are. And so now we know how you do it. You just Google. Yeah. True, Like Cabo, I'm really involved with this lady, Donna, who does feeding Los Cabos kids. I literally Googled her and now we've become good friends and we go every time we're in Cabo, I now have friends and followers that go and help her in Cabo. We send clothing there. So it's cool how you can form these connections, literally Googling. But I will say so many of these organizations, they don't always get back to you. They do not have the manpower. They don't have the organization. So keep with it. Don't leave one voicemail and call it good. I've done my part. Yeah, you actually have to keep like this lady, Donna, who's the most amazing woman, drives a white van, has been doing it for 13 years, feeding the hungry in Los Cabos. Just every day, it's what she does. She doesn't always get back to you. And if I had given up that first time, because she didn't get back to me for months, I kept going, kept going, kept going. And now we just have built this like beautiful friendship and alliance. And But a lot of these places and organizations need a lot of help. So don't give up. They may not be the most organized. That's a good tip. Yeah. Another thing that I've seen you do is use so- social media
1: to rally people around. I know you were just in Peru with your yeah. husband and you took your
0: three girls, four yeah. girls? Yeah. I took my three-old. Three yeah, oh, gosh. My, yeah. I took my seven-year-old, which was very iffy, And she stepped up and she was amazing. But yeah, three older girls to Peru. So you went with Charity Vision. Uh-huh. Um, tell us a little bit about that organization. Oh, my gosh. What's so cool is on Instagram, you kind of get people to rally and you show them pictures. And I think when you show them the children and you show them videos of them at their school and you're like, for $5, we can help these people regain their vision. These kids who don't understand that, they just can't see. I couldn't believe that 70% of kids worldwide that drop out of school is because of vision. 70% worldwide is because they just can't see. That's crazy. It's crazy. And So so fixable. Oh, it is. So if you're if like if you're trying, wanting to put your $5, your $10, your $100 to the best humanitarian bang for your buck, the best thing that you can do is for vision. It is inexpensive, it is life-changing, and these even these adults, they can't work because they can't see. You give them vision, you give them glasses or cataract surgery for $25, they also can work. The other thing that's crazy is some of these kids are staying home with adults who can't see. And so then the kids are missing school. It's just this vicious wow. cycle. So we went and did vision screenings at all these rural schools. And my kids, it was so awesome. They jumped in. They started doing the vision screenings and all in Spanish. And all of the people that we went with were like, I can't believe your kids just like jumped in here. And I it, I had a little bit of a prideful moment where I was like, because this is what we do. Yeah. This is not abnormal for them. Yes, we're in Peru. Yes, you hiked Machu Picchu. Yes, you got to do that. Oh my gosh, and we almost died. That was <laughs> that me. is brave. Wanu Picchu with my kids could have been the most dangerous thing that I'll ever do in my life, but it was really cool. And I, I found it interesting. A lot of people said, "Oh, I want to do that trip," and and I thought it's not about the trip, right? It, it is, and it's so cool to do that. But it's about tomorrow. I'm going to a board meeting to help with Charity Vision. So it's the continuation. And we raised $14,000 with my Instagram followers. That's a whole lot of glasses. And what I loved was it was $5 and $10. So Kristen posted on her Instagram account,
1: I will match any donation you make $5, $10, whatever you can do, just Venmo it to me. And it it totaled $14,000. Yeah. Yeah. So there we're a little over $7,000
0: that has, and then we're going to match that.
1: Well, I love that you're showing us how social media can do so much good in the world. It gets a bad rap so often. It can. And I think
0: don't be afraid. I think at first, because I actually do a lot that I don't show. And at first I thought, am I showing off that I'm serving? But people end up doing it. And I think if you show it in the right way, and this is a part of who I am, and I show you what I eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So she as, shares a lot. I, I, might as as well. I know I was gone really well. for like three or four days. <laughs> Everyone's like are, you, like, are you okay? Are you dead? I'm like, oh, wow. I share way too much. But I think don't be afraid to say, hey, I found this great organization because people are looking. That is what I've realized. People want to help. When I provide service opportunities for my friends and their kids, it is like I've given them the world. It is thank you so much for giving my children and I that opportunity. Because they're actually not going to go find it on their own. Yep. Well, it does fill a need that we all
1: have in us. We need to reach out and serve others. It gives you joy that you can't get any other way. And you've been an inspiration to me. Thank you for sharing.
0: Kristen, will you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yep. They can find me on Kristen Anders on Instagram. And I think that's about it. YouTube. Oh, YouTube for sure. If you want to be an exercise Uh, maniac. free, (laughs) Free workouts on YouTube you will get
1: strong. I promise. And as you guys reach out and find opportunities to serve
0: hashtag giving Thursday, I mean, hashtag giving Tuesday. (laughs) And by the way, I actually like giving Thursday, Thursday? give Tuesday today, but let's also give Thursday. Yeah. Keep going with it. And Friday and then January and March, March is such a miserable month here. We should all be giving that will give us. And do you know what summer there's no service done in the summer, so. But it's actually when we have all the time to yeah, serve. So good point.
1: Maybe I'll be back in the summer. <laughs> Kristen, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, You're thank amazing. You. Thank, you so thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here with us. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe and let us know what you think. Also, check out the show notes for links to the things we talked about. And you can find a special chat books discount code. All right, we'll see you next week.